0: No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program.
1: My, your glasses are on.
0: My glasses
2: are on and I'm looking very studious. I've been told in could, glasses. Could I, I look at intelligent, extra smart today? What do you think?
1: Um, <laughs> Why are your feet like that? <laughs> Am I looking smart today? Raised his feet 2 feet off the ground. <laughs> so odd. Um, I don't know.
2: I'm just dressing out, you know, mm, getting ready for a podcast. Mhm. Could I don't, don't make fun of me? I'm
1: not making fun of you. I made I an observation.
2: I know. I'm I'm, I'm fine with you. Whoa, you, you look making- so
1: much less studious now that you took those glasses <laughs> off. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh,
1: Could I? You have eye drops in your pocket. Yes, I do. Can I have some? We have a big eye drop debate in our family. I
2: threw them back to mom. You have the eye drops. Throw them back.
1: Oh, oh, mom, good him.
2: throw, good catch. You guys
1: are probably familiar with the the cooling eye drops.
2: Mm-hmm. Those are my
1: dad's personal favorite. They're not my personal Roto
2: R H O T O, right? Cool and so they relief. come in a bunch of different flavors. What are you doing? (laughs) Different colors, although they all pretty much feel the same to me, but it's kind of like a breath mint for your Ah. eyeballs. Like when you put it in your eyeballs, your eyeballs have that cool, (sighs) minty flavor.
1: It's not my favorite thing. I like like it. You know Visine, Visine is really good. Yes. And I, They're expensive though. Visine's like pretty expensive. And the only reason I bought it was because there's a line in a song That Chance the rapper has, where he says, "Put Visine inside my eyes so my grandma will hug me." Um, Oh, yeah. Probably, probably for no reason.
2: Maybe, yeah. But
1: it's just I had heard it from Chance, and I was like, "Oh, Chance uses Visine. It's got to be good." These are so. These are better than well, no. My whole point is Visine is actually really good. (laughs) Like, bought it and it. Made my eyes feel really good, and then I think I lost. This it. podcast
2: is not brought to you by Visine or Roto Eye Drops. No, but um, we use them with frequency. Are you ready to get started?
1: I'm ready. I'm, I'm getting started.
2: Okay. Well, hey, let's do it. Let's roll that intro music. <laughs> Go. Max
1: and Dad's.
2: Welcome back, friends, to Bags and Dad's Wholesome Chaos. We are here in the studio. Maggie's slipping in one more amazing podcast before she flies back to L.A. for a little over a week to come back to Atlanta to go to Italy, Italy. which is coming up. And so we might be talking about the prep for that and all the craziness. We've been having amazingly fun family time, making some TikToks, learning some dances, all kinds of neat stuff. And so we're just going to have another fun visit with you on today's podcast. How's your week been?
1: Oh, we've been here for most of it. Uh, <laughs> it's been a lot, highs and lows.
2: You've really prioritized mom and I, family time, mm-hmm. even above your friends, which has been very cool. Yeah. And almost to the point where we're like, no, Maggie, seriously, go play with your friends. You <laughs> well, know? I
1: also was sick.
2: Yeah. That's, That's the true.
1: Thing. I, so I had strep. I guess I still technically have strep, but I'm not contagious because I've been on antibiotics. But that's the great thing. invention,
2: by the way. That saved a lot of people. Antibiotics. Yeah, big, big fan.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I totally agree. Um, but that's the thing: is coming home is always very restful and very not restful <laughs> True. because we're we're working a lot, um, and just because I was sick didn't mean that like this time was precious and we couldn't really waste any of it.
2: Yeah. No, Um, I I was, all I was saying was, I really appreciate you prioritizing all of us and being very sensitive to our needs.
1: Thank you guys for taking care of me. It always still like surprises me so much when one of you is like, can I make you breakfast?
3: And I'm like,
1: what? You're gonna you're gonna make me breakfast? Of course. Or mom folded my laundry. I like I did my laundry and then I left it in the dryer just because I like hadn't gotten to it yet, and she folded it for me. I was like, nobody folds my laundry anymore.
2: <laughs> See, kids, sometimes you got to leave home to come back and then finally appreciate your parents for all they do in your life. But we get the joy from it, right, honey? I mean, it's it's like that's that's how you feel. You're expressing love. I'm I'm using my hands to gesture a lot because love is such a big concept in my mind. (laughs) And you
1: almost grasped it with those hands. (laughs) Almost.
2: I'm not quite – my arms aren't long enough to express how much I love this family and how much love I have for our sponsors. And I'm so appreciative for those who take the time – To support our sponsors today, the first sponsor we're going to hear from is Uncommon Goods. And look, I know you are thinking about holiday shopping and planning and like, how can you get that perfect gift for the perfect person in your life? And let me just save you the trouble. Go to uncommongoods.com. It's a secret source for incredible original gifts. Uncommongoods.com has the best gifts for everyone in your life. Moms, dads, teens, in-laws, besties, your one and only and it's not just kind of like stuff you could find anywhere. No, no. It's unique, creative gifts, often handmade by independent artists and makers. So, you know, skip those gifts that are just boring and say like, you know, last minute. And find something truly original at UncommonGoods.com.
1: One of the super adorable things on their website, one thing about me is I love candles. I'm constantly. <laughs> Who
2: doesn't love candles?
1: I don't know, but I they scare me. And so any candle (laughs) that I can get, and they have these candles that are terrarium candles. And so inside, it'll be like a flower around the wick and the candle, and it's all wax, so it's gonna melt. Um, But they have... Little terrariums inside of them, and they're so cute.
2: How cool and original and beautiful and it's, uncommon. And it's <laughs> and really, and it's and it's full of things, items like that. Uh, they look for products that are high quality, unique, often handmade or made in the U.S. And they have very meaningful, out of the ordinary gifts. Um, Some of the best you can find anywhere.
1: If you're stressed about a gift getting lost in the mail, Uncommon Experiences are more than virtual classes. They're unexpected opportunities to have fun and connect in new ways. You can learn about cooking and mixology classes, crafts, gardenings, and so much more. Gardenings. Gardening.
2: (laughs) And with every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods, they give back $1 to a nonprofit partner of your choice. They've donated more than $2.5 million to date.
1: To get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash chaos.
2: That's uncommongoods.com slash chaos for 15% off. Don't miss out on this incredible limited time offer. Uncommon goods, because we're all out of the ordinary.
1: I kind of want to get a flip phone,
2: a flip phone. I, I saw you writing that down. Oh, don't to,
1: look at my notes. Tell
2: me about why you want a flip. Well, phone. Well,
1: actually I want a slide phone. I think they're cooler. Um, But I, I, some, <laughs> I sometimes like to turn off my phone. And if my phone's in front of me, I tend to pick it up. Now, the interesting thing is if I power it completely off and I pick it up and realize it's comp- powered completely off, I'll usually set it back down because I'll be reminded. Um, but... I still pick it up all the time and I hate it. And I don't, I don't, I want my brain to work better by not being.
2: May I propose that the solution to that is not getting another phone because then you just have multiple phones and you'd always have a phone that was a less than substitute of what your like in, like your reaction and your impulsive self really wants anyway. But you need to kind of like really create some different behaviors or triggering mechanisms that help you to interact with your regular phone maybe.
1: Um, maybe, but also my phone has a weird connection to work. And so like, if I'm on my phone, a lot of the times that is like work and you're not at work 24 seven. And so just having your phone, a flip phone that you pay like 10 bucks a month for or something, is that possible? No, I don't think it is anymore. Ah, man. Yeah,
2: wish, is that possible? They're phasing them out. Well, um, a lot of people have that issue. Email is connected to work. Everybody's got email. You know, it's, it's about... Okay, I, I, wait, get it. what,
3: I don't think you
1: do. <laughs> <laughs> You're dismissing everything I'm saying.
2: Well, what would you use a flip phone for? Texting. Phone calls or texting. Yes. Right, which is still an impulsive compulsive. I think it's about... But that's
1: not what I use my phone for really at all. I know,
2: I get it. It's like, it's like the automatic... <laughs> <laughs> Reflex of opening a phone and clicking an icon for familiar app that you...
1: I like slide phones. I think they're cool. Okay. I had a really cool one when I was younger. It had a purple and black zebra print case, and I was the coolest kid in all the land.
2: See, to me that says, I'm nostalgic for, for the simplicity of my youth.
1: But you get it, so it's okay. I
2: totally get it.
1: <laughs> Stop talking. <laughs> You're, you're,
2: Mom says I need one. She's she's right in many respects. I do. Um, I use my phone a lot. I listen to a lot of <laughs> podcasts. I listen to a lot of um, content, books on tape. But we were talking about earlier about a habit that I'm making a resolution to limit or remove from my life, which is... The use of earbuds in Ooh. like every situation I'm involved in.
1: Yes, I support that.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember. Explain
1: what that problem is for people who don't know.
2: Okay, so <laughs> Apple earbuds, um, earpods, earpods, earpods. Yes, I knew. <laughs> I knew there was something like that. So, you know, you're listening to something. They're great. They sound good. They're wireless. They're easy. They work with your phone. They're awesome. And and I like taking advantage of time. Like that I'm moving and traveling and playing and walking dogs to listen to content to to absorb things, listen to books um, and there's almost that that thought that I could have an experience and also have another experience, which mm-hmm. is really rude to people around me and I apologize to everyone around me for all of those times that and I I've appreciate been rude that to but you. I, I,
1: I do think that you can totally like do that on a walk with the dogs or something. I mean, um,
2: I have an AirPod in right now. <laughs>
1: it's, te- it's telling me what to say next. Um, no, I'm listening no, to a podcast but, while I'm doing one.
2: It's really good. It's really but fun. But I
1: think there's, there's a difference when you are, like, around people and you're only half listening to everyone around you because you're also half listening to something else, No, yeah, know?
2: That's, that's not a good place to be in. And no. it's definitely not congruent with the person I pro- proclaim to be or the person I want to be. Like the messages that I would tell people in my audiences and on my weekly coaching videos are about presence and focus and maximizing your attention on what's important in your life. And I just need to do a better job of that. I think all the way around, but you know, it's, you can't beat yourself up while making yourself better. Making yourself better is about acknowledging where you are and then committing to growing and improving a little bit more. And so there's that whole like balance of the self-deprecation and self-criticism with also cutting yourself some slack and just kind of reinforcing an intention to improve, whether it's with your phone or with my AirPods or whatever's going on in your life, my friends.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and my wife is laughing, and I think that means she supports that intention. Thumbs up. Shay's not on mic again this week because we couldn't get the third mic on in the studio. And so, so I'm going to, again, I'd love for you to come and join me and sit in my lap and at some point during this podcast. Perhaps. Yeah.
1: I know we're not really talking about holiday stuff,
2: mm-hmm. but
1: I do want to talk about Black Friday for a quick sec.
2: Yes. Black Friday, day after Thanksgiving. Never been a fan, really. Really? Well, yeah. shopping in yeah, general yeah, yeah. I, and stresses I get me that. out.
1: Um, I felt... So silly, not silly, more like anger, righteous anger, oh, maybe. Wow, about the fact that like designer brands don't do Black Friday sales because I don't? guess they don't need it. No, like, and and I looked it up. I looked up like the high high designer brands like, um, Tiffany's and Louis Vuitton and YSL and like like really expensive brands. So I was like, how cool would it be if for some reason I clicked on this and this Tiffany necklace was 50% off? Um, but it wasn't. I guess they don't really need those sales. I, I just don't
2: get designer brands at all. I guess I'm more function over form. I and I think, well, <laughs> we'll put it this way. I do like things that look cool, but I don't think you have to pay for a brand name to find something that looks cool. In fact, I'd rather you went out to Uncommon Goods, found an artist who the uh, independent designer who's designing jewelry on that, and then you order that, and it's like, what? Well, you know, much even more rare. It seems like you're paying for something that you expect others to be to recognize as valuable.
1: Well, there is something to be said for like tradition and like Tiffany's being like that little blue box mm-hmm. of uh, you have breakfast at Tiffany's. You have that classic element of. You know, if you see one of those little blue boxes, if someone's handing it to you, you know for a fact where that is and like the legacy behind it. Um, yeah, it, or like
2: a Rolex watch or something that's like super watches are
1: crazy expensive.
2: I know. I, I it blows my mind. I really like the idea of watches.
1: Me too. And
2: and and not just the, not Me just too. being on time, but
1: the idea of as telling a, as a, time as, as
2: a guy. You know, I do like to be on time, and I do. You don't have a lot of options in terms of jewelry yeah. as a guy. You yeah. have maybe a ring. If you're wearing a ring, I wear a wedding ring. I don't, I'm not really big into jewelry, maybe a necklace occasionally, but a watch. Yeah. And, and I have my Apple watch, but that's not jewelry. That's just like Function. a piece of electronics yeah. That because I want to keep track of my fitness. If
1: I- you You've tried to do
2: watches. I've tried to do watches. You struggle? But I can't imagine spending thousands of dollars on it. I'll tell watch.
1: you what. If I make a lot, a lot of money one day, I'll yeah. buy you like a Rolex. No
2: okay. Break, That's cool.
1: Break. The Rolex? Is, no, that doesn't it sound right. <laughs> oh, well, that sounds more right. <laughs> yeah.
2: I'll take it off before you... Um, I'll buy the insurance. Before push, <laughs> going in the pool or anything. Yeah. That Sounds good. Then, so I cut myself shaving today. Did you notice...
1: From the blood dripping down the side of your ear, yeah, yeah,
2: I it wasn't like a normal shaving cut. I actually cut my earlobe because I was I was a little in a little bit of a hurry because I decided to compress like a disc golf experience into the rest of today, and so I was trying to get out the door quickly and shave before the podcast, and I just kind of took a big wind up to my shave, and I. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't a shaving my ears. Up. I wasn't trying to shave the hair in my ears, although I have done that before too.
3: Oh, But I no. just was on my
2: way oh, to my cheek, don't. and I happened to nick my ear, and yeah, and I was off on the disc golf course, and, and Lee said to me, you, you know you're bleeding, right? I was like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Wait. So is,
2: you can see it? Is there like a little scab in my ear? Uh, yeah, I can see okay, it for yeah. sure. Okay, mm.
1: super fast question. How do you guys pronounce the word N-I-C-H-E? Nietzsche. What, what did uh, you just say?
2: <laughs> niche. Oh, niche. 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 I thought you were saying Frederick Nietzsche.
1: No, niche. You guys niche. say niche, yeah? Yes. I got in an argument.
2: Oh, niche Yes. This is niche? American.
1: Yes, that was our family. Our family said that every single person at the table... Said niche instead of niche. Both Mm -hmm. are correct. No, (laughs) probably not. I I think they are. No, because if both are correct, that would mean that I'm partially wrong. (laughs) And that doesn't sound right.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, a lot of people have interesting preferences. We're going to get into more of that along with some listener questions in just a bit. But everybody has their own preferences, including what they eat. And if you're like that, like I am and most people, then maybe you should try HelloFresh, where you get to choose from an incredible variety of amazing meals that are shipped fresh to your door, pre-cut ingredients, ready to cook in a way that's fun and healthy, awesome food, ready for you to enjoy and share.
1: The holidays are just around the corner and HelloFresh makes this busy time of year easier with their chef-crafted recipes and pre-portioned ingredients delivered right to your door so you can spend less time meal planning and prepping.
2: Save money on dinner with HelloFresh and put it toward your holiday shopping. HelloFresh is cheaper than grocery shopping and 25% less expensive than takeout.
1: Whether you're hosting a holiday party or just stocking up on snacks, you'll find everything you need at HelloFresh Market. From quick breakfast to charcuterie boards and desserts, it's never been easier to prep for a party or fill your pantry.
2: You know, our family loves HelloFresh, and it's really helped both of our kids enjoy the process of cooking for themselves, learning how to cook, learning about food, and just having fun with trying new and exciting recipes. We love HelloFresh. So give yourself the gift this year of awesome food and amazing convenience. America's number one meal kit, HelloFresh. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 18chaos and use that code 1 8CHAOS for 18 free meals plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 1 8CHAOS.
1: Oh no. <laughs> it's, it's how to pronounce niche. What, what am I reading? There's a debate. There's a but debate.
2: Here, get on the mic. It
3: go. says both are correct. That's good. It, no. Niche comes from a French word, so a lot of people <laughs> predict, you know prefer to say niche. Like niche, but I think Americans, a lot of Americans, I grew up saying niche. Mm. But there's no T in it, Americans, sorry. Yeah. It's niche. Niche, thank you. But <laughs> <For> Gl- his- <laughs> glad we got that um,
2: settled once and for all. And it had nothing to do with Frederick Nietzsche.
1: No. no. Who is that?
2: Oh, Frederick Nietzsche, famous philosopher, brilliant thinker. Yeah. He said, I think there, was he, I think there, therefore I am. I believe so. That was Nietzsche.
1: Okie dokie. Okay. My mom
3: okay. is jumping in real quick. Hey, honey. Hi, man. You, Karen puts like forty pounds on you, doesn't it?
2: It's definitely <laughs> putting some weight on me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, so I had some. I'm I'm so late to the party. I had some Thanksgiving trivia. Okay. And I wanted to ask you guys. So, what are this the origin of the term Black Friday?
2: Um.
3: It's a competition, right, between yeah. Dad
1: and I. Okay, yeah. cool. You can go first.
2: Well, I think it had to do with overcooking the turkey, and <laughs> and, it, and it was turned into a big black mound of flesh, and like and so they were like, let's oh, screw this, let's go shopping.
1: Are you
0: serious? You think that's what it is?
1: <laughs> okay, Maggie. All right, I think there's a few different reasonings for it. The most obvious, probably, being companies.
2: Oh, I know what it is. I know what it is. I remember now. Go
1: ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, ahead,
2: Dad. Well, it's the idea that um, they make the most of their money at the end of the year with that one sale. And so that's the time in the year when they expect to sell the most of their products and to finally be in the black. In other words, profitable. Whereas all year long they sell uh, at a loss. They, They run their businesses at a deficit in preparation of the holiday experience. In
3: the
1: red and into yeah. the black. Okay. And then they go into the yeah, black. Yeah, I was going to say that's probably the most yeah. common answer that most people would say. But and, the, and
2: the overcooked turkey.
1: No, I wasn't oh, going to say that. Um, if I'm not mistaken, in the 50s, there was like, um, it was something about like traffic, like there was a big game. And so it was the day after Thanksgiving, the police in like New York in 1950s called it Black Friday because of like, The insane traffic to get to the game on Saturday.
3: That is correct, thank
1: you. And and before that,
3: I was wrong. What was the really old one? Turkey was wrong.
1: There's like a really old one that um, there was like this small small city in Connecticut in oh my gosh, it's been so long since I did this like 1705. 1705 Connecticut um there was a molasses shortage and they could did not have molasses to prepare Thanksgiving meal and so they decided to skip it because it would be like comparing it to like the black plague of if they had to make it without it what wait no molasses there was no molasses and it wasn't molasses it was like everyone got sick after no it was molasses was molasses involved or no?
2: You guys like set this up ahead of time. You totally like. Was, uh, Do
1: you know the answer? That was the third trivia question. Mom, don't. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I messed something up. I was giving the Did performance you guys work this my out ahead of my life. Kind of worked it out ahead of time. He <laughs> just didn't know because I was such a brilliant actor. I just forgot my lines. <laughs> we were
3: gonna ask three. Okay, what's the second one? <sighs>
1: The sec- Where, where's, where's the Macy's Thanksgiving parade? Oh, yeah,
3: that was the first one. I messed up by starting with the New York. Oh, well,
1: no. They were- I yeah. win.
3: New
2: York. Didn't we do Thanksgiving trivia like two oh, weeks God. ago? Did I don't we?
1: know. I don't know. We're doing it again. What was the last question? Oh, <laughs> well, what, what city, what city ever, skipped it? Or well,
3: what state ever sk- skipped Thanksgiving?
1: It starts with a C. Mm, the, Chicago? No, no, no. It was Connecticut, but the city starts with a C in 1705. Oh, okay.
3: What was Col- it? Col- flocked- Colchester. 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 Mm, I don't think that's right. Because they
1: didn't have molasses. But that's a
3: true thing. They literally postponed Thanksgiving because the molasses, they had a cold front came in and the lake froze, and they hadn't gotten their winter supplies yet. Yeah. And they weren't expecting that. And they were like, wait a second, Thanksgiving is going to be next week because that was actually before uh thanksgiving was nationalized it's always the last thursday in november it was like it kind of moved around and so yeah so they postponed it they said well we can't have thanksgiving without they our molasses yeah. because it goes in the pies and the sweet potatoes sure. and so they Man. um yeah
2: they, they were so, feeling especially thankful at the time they were like you can't have the can't have the treat in case,
3: in
1: case you didn't catch on, my mom and I talked about these questions earlier, and I was supposed to look very smart, and my dad was supposed to not look smart, but I messed up. <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> it, was, it
3: was a lot. Right.
2: Yeah, wait, don't leave Hang me. On. I no, like here. Honey, I this, is wanna, nice. no. this is nice. This is nice. All right, my wife left my lap. She's returning to her, her board. That's fine. Okay, mm-hmm. get this, Maggie. Speaking of trivia questions, What do you think of this this question from Sheldon? Okay, ready? Greetings, Potter's cast. What do y'all think of the word passersby, which pluralize in the middle and not at the end? Confused child, rebellious teen, or eccentric adult, defend your argument. Passersby, first impression, what do you think of that word, Maggie?
1: I... I'm hung up on the greeting.
2: Oh, see, he was going with passersby. He called us Potter's Cast. Instead of podcaster, he was incorporating the oh, greeting. But you were thinking it had to do with Harry Potter, like, because like, we're Harry Potter fans. But no. So this is from Sheldon. I always thought that was interesting, Sheldon, too. The word passersby instead of pass buyers, I guess that wouldn't work so well. But passersby. And I started to think, like, what are some of the other words? Are there other words like that? And so I started, I thought of maybe hangers on. You heard that one? No. Like like peop, things that are still clinging to an idea or like people unwilling to change their hangers on to uh, an idea or maybe even in a physical sense. Lookers on could be onlookers. Sleepers over could be your guests who spend the night. Um, diners with. Maybe your house guests or your your people you go out to dinner with, pushers past, people who kind of in the holiday shopping mode, kind of like make their way to the front of the line, thinkers over, you know, people who think too much and are unwilling to let things go. Like maybe I am with this particular question. Maybe. (laughs) Do you have any thoughts, Maggie? No.
1: (laughs) I truly (laughs) don't. It's something I've never given thought to in my life.
2: Well, there you go. So I gave enough thought to it for both of us. There we go. Thank you, Sheldon. I hope that satisfied your curiosity. And I appreciate all the askers of our questions. (laughs) All right. Um,
1: You know, an interesting experience that I got to share with you guys that you guys had not previously experienced with me while I was home was voiceover auditions. Yes. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I had an interesting reaction to that because I was cooking, right? Or what was I doing?
1: You were downstairs making noise.
2: Yeah, yeah. and you came down and <laughs> said... No, I uh, called you. You called me. You were like, I'm upstairs recording a voiceover audition. Yeah. And you did so by being in the closet Yep, with uh, a I blanket was, over I your head. I was in
1: mom's closet with a blanket over my head recording my voice um, for this certain audition. Voiceover auditions are always so interesting because it's just you. Like when you're doing a... A regular audition, you're having someone read with you. The scenes going back and forth. Voiceover auditions, for the most part, generally it's just you reading your lines throughout the scene. So it's just it's it's an interesting experience. And,
2: and now this is voiceover, not for a commercial or something like that. No, but for like, an animated a, show, a character in an anim- animated show, mm-hmm. which is interesting because we have friends who are voiceover talent. And that's kind of like how they made their profession because they've got really deep, kind of like cool announcer voices, and just a great experience. It's not easy to do. Voice- no. vo- voiceover work is I, really.
1: I've hurt my voice before doing certain voiceover auditions. Really? Yeah, just because sometimes you make a choice early on, and you're like, I think this character talks like this, and then not like not like this, not like I was saying right like now, just like a certain way, like talks in a certain way. So you
2: affect your voice to mm-hmm. that particular then, style, and- which is unnatural.
1: Yeah, and sometimes you do it long enough, and, and it, it can hurt a little. And then add having strep throat on top of that. And mm. you're, you're having a rough time. Um, I, almost, I think it's
2: probably more about the strep throat.
1: Yeah. yeah, well, in this situation it was. But in other situations where I didn't have strep throat, it was not.
2: Mm. So how's your voice right now?
1: It's all right. How does it sound?
2: It sounds just like you. Oh. Yeah, sounds good. Cool. Real good. Um, so voiceover work. So, does that something you aspire to get a part like that to be kind of an animated voice actor, and um, is that something you would enjoy?
1: Um, I'd probably enjoy it. It's not on the forefront of what I want to do right now. Yeah, um, I definitely prefer more serious—not like more serious, but like prefer prefer on camera work. Um, and really just like living in a moment and working off of the people with you. voiceover is very different in that where a lot of the times if you book it and you are recording, you're not necessarily recording with other people. You're recording your lines. So it's just a very different experience.
2: Mm, yeah. Very cool
1: experience, though.
2: I always thought it would be. That would be very cool. Mm-hmm. But I've also also heard that the actors in an animated show, to what you're saying, often don't even see each other. Yeah. They like pop in and they do their own lines, but they mm-hmm. don't have scenes together yeah. like in real life, which always surprised me because it seems very...
1: That's how... You yeah. picture
2: them all being in a big room, like doing a big radio show, mm-hmm. which you, seems like it would be a lot easier in some do you, sense.
1: Do you know who Nick Kroll is? Nick Kroll? Yeah.
2: Um, no, um, why does that sound familiar? He's Refresh an actor.
1: He's a comedian. He was in Don't Worry, Darling. Okay. Um, he was Bonnie's husband. Um, but... He has a show called Big Mouth, um that's animated and he voices Oh my gosh. I think he said he's done like forty different voices for wow. it wow. of different like characters. I may be totally wrong on that. I'd have to fact check. But yeah, he's he's so good. But you imagine that. Just imagine walking in and saying, Okay, we got a scene between me and and me and, and me. Okay, let's get started. Yeah. <laughs> like you just it's all you. Like that's crazy.
2: Yeah. What I always thought was, it, it, how does the process work in terms of the animation? Is it all the animation is done after after the voiceover work so that the animators can make the, the characters match, it, yeah. match the voice actors? Or is there some back and forth with that? Is there like a rough outline I, that gives the actors the timing?
1: I don't know entirely. Um, I've been told that a lot of the times it's voice first, then animation.
2: But that makes sense.
1: Yeah, but I think it... I'm, I'm sure there's some overlap of, oh, we need this redone or, or this, you know, I I don't know.
2: Otherwise it would be like ADR where you're trying to match your voiceover work to an existing animated character. Well, that would be stressful. That would be really bad. yeah <laughs> Really hard. You know, you know, it's also um, a little bit like learning a new game that you've never played before with people who are really good at it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we did that. Yeah. We had, we had some company over, um, really wonderful family of five, my cousins, and our cousins who spent you know, the night with us and spent the, the, the holiday with us. Well, they, we have the game that we love to play in our family, especially when Maggie's home, Nerds, which is a crazy, fast, stressful card game where everybody's kind of racing to, to play on top of each other and catch these moments of opportunity. And, and we've talked about this before, but Maggie and Shay are both like insanely good at this game to the point where I could hang occasionally and sometimes <laughs> they let me win just to keep me interested. <laughs> but, but mainly they dominate and, and Maggie kind of has been on a roll lately. Well, just last night. So these, these cup these family members decided they wanted to play too. And it's kind of like, you can't, you can't moderate your game and your approach. Like, yeah. Do for we them. take
1: it slower? do we, yeah, help them.
2: They watched one, didn't. like one round, yeah, and then jumped right in, and I, I kind of felt bad for them.
1: They were fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. No, it's it's a little brutal because even watching it and knowing the rules, you still feel a little lost. Um,
2: what I find with the great. game is like if you're, you can either be right on top of things, but if you if you get even a little bit behind, mm-hmm. it's like the snowball effect where you feel like. I've got no clue what's happening anymore. You get discouraged very quickly. Yeah. And I guess that could be the case with learning anything new. Pickleball or whatever else you're trying to do.
1: Yeah. People definitely have different approaches to playing too. I, I am very quiet when I play. I don't feel the need to tell other people... What I, I don't feel the need to narrate what I'm doing or to yell at, at other people. She's looking at
2: you, honey. And mom's very vocal. And, and she, Some
1: people like to narrate what they're doing. Um, yeah, I am not one It doesn't one of those bring people. out
2: everyone's best characteristics. I feel like
1: I'm very chill when I play.
2: And Eddie is super chill. Eddie. Like, he's like, <laughs> he takes the opposite approach. He's deliberately, you know, he's not trying to win. He's just trying to cruise through the game with his spirits intact.
1: And I respect his optimism and how he doesn't get mad at people. Yes,
2: that's really, really good.
1: Mm-hmm. Really good. Yeah.
2: And the fact that he still does it even though it's not quite his thing, you know?
1: It could be his thing. Yeah,
2: but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not really my thing either, except I love playing time with you guys. We, we limit it usually to three rounds, which is about as much as I can handle before I begin to lose uh, lose control. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. or get too stressed out. But uh, but yeah, with regard to, to games people play, this is another question. Um, this one came from Matt, who was talking about the concept of the, your cars and how we refer to our cars as our toy boxes, mm-hmm. which he thought was totally cool. And he's like, I've, I've adopted that, and I've got that in my mind, and I use that phrase all the time. And... Like us, he loves the physicality of, like, you know, always having games, pickleball, disc golf, whatever. Like, he plays a lot of different things. And he said, you know, I'm looking for friends in his age group who are like 24 who have that same type of physical passion and interest that he could play more with. Mm -hmm. And so I was curious about, like, you know, if you could help him with that, talk about how you found friends who share your interests.
1: It was definitely a combination. I had some friends who, did want to go play pickleball, and so we went. But I also made a lot of my pickleball friends at pickleball. Mm. You can just search, Google different pickleball courts nearby and go. And a lot of the times, they're usually pretty popular, so there's people to play with. And for the most part, I feel like people are pretty inviting. And it's like you meet people there, um, which is really cool. Two people who play at the courts I play at, they met at the pickleball courts and they're like best friends now and hang out every single day. And I just think that's so cool, um, and so yes, you can see if if your existing friends have those interests, but also meeting people in those fields of interests you know are going to share those interests.
2: Yeah, that sounds good. Um, I had a thought as well that, that like for me when I'm playing golf, I played golf this week, and the guy I was playing with, Harry, um, was like, "Oh, let's let's trade numbers in case you're coming out here to play again, and maybe I can join you." And I've done that several times, but I noticed like my pattern is I never call those people Mm -hmm. because after a while you put them in your phone and then you realize that'd be just kind of weird for me to call. So maybe there's some kind of like middle step, like maybe, you know, afterwards texting them saying, Hey, great to play around. Let me know if, you know, back in this area just to do something to keep the conversation rolling perhaps. Or like if you meet somebody on the pickleball court or on the disc golf course or whatever like that, then you can like maybe go go grab a coffee or a drink or like something else to extend the experience into a period of like friendship,
3: even yeah. then
2: to use that momentum and then it'll make it easier to get back to it. Mm-hmm. But you, but someone you've had an encounter with like that and you walk away from, unless you see them again, yeah. and that could be the kind of thing, you know, maybe people are waiting to see each other over and over a few times and then you feel that familiarity. Yeah. But just be persistent, Matt, and, and have fun with it. And and yeah. I support that entirely. And, and uh, maybe one day I'll play some uh, disc golf with you when I'm out in L.A. And uh, we could try that Pasadena course he told me about, which would be cool.
1: This this is so random. This is like.
2: <laughs> Maggie's random topics. Okay. Well, so, this... Okay. Let me set it up. So now we're entering into a section we like to call Maggie's <laughs> random thoughts. Maggie, if you had a few things on your mind recently, yeah, tell me. Tell me what. What's the first of those random thoughts?
1: The first one of those random thoughts, I kid you not, is Millie Bobby Brown.
2: She is crushing it.
1: She's amazing. She's
2: everywhere. Have you heard her sing? No. Oh my gosh, she's sang on the Tonight Show, and she's sang like Amy Winehouse. And Millie Bobby almost, Brown did? Yeah.
1: Are you 100% sure you're right?
2: I am so sure. Yes.
1: Well, who do you think Millie Bobby Brown
2: is? Millie Bobby Brown was originally on The Stranger Things. Okay, I believe you she's now. And she's also in Enola Holmes. I was
1: just checking you.
2: Yeah, and Enola Holmes man, too
1: I haven't seen, I haven't seen the, what you're talking about here. But here, I like, man, I don't know what it was. I feel like a lot of... I was never like a Millie Bobby Brown fan per se. I was never. Um, I I didn't really get into Stranger Things when I was younger.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: partially because I was a scared kid who got scared <laughs> by these things easily. Yeah. Um, but no. Things were
2: strange enough without that show. Is yeah. What
1: and then for a while there was like this this trend of just like. She's talked about it a little bit too of like just like bashing on Millie Bobby Brown because. She was a young girl who like was so excited. So she'd talk a lot in interviews and people would be like, oh, my gosh, this annoying kid. When it's like she she you're right. She's a child who is having the time of her life. She's excited. Let her talk. And I don't know why I have recently just I've been a huge Millie Bobby Brown fan. And I like I followed her on Instagram. Um, Jenna and I watched Enola Holmes and were just obsessed with this young woman carrying this show and like amazing oh my gosh. confidence, A- amazing confidence, incredibly talented, carries herself so well and get this on her Instagram story. She posts like dogs that need homes.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh. That's like, so cool. I
1: know. I was like, you're just, man, she's, she's really cool to me. And I don't know. I just had never really paid much attention to, I guess I, just, I wasn't into the project she was into at the time. I think Stranger Things is great. Now Now I watch it. Um, but, yeah, that was Maggie's random thought number one, is I just think Millie <laughs> Bobby Brown is great. That's all I had to say about yeah, that. Yeah, she,
2: she's amazing to watch. She's super strong. She's really good at what she does. Mm-hmm. She, and to me, I had the same impression of her thinking, okay, Cause you see this girl at a, who played 11, which mm-hmm. is this really wild character, mm-hmm. which could be perceived as kind of like just a random, any you know, like some, anybody could pull that off cause it's kind of bizarre or not anybody, but you know what I mean? <laughs> but then you see this deep talent that underseeds that uh, undergirds all of that. Um, I mean, people who are exceptional really deserve the success that they have.
1: Yeah. And she is exceptional. Yeah, she really is. Yeah. I think so, too. Man, I'm glad. Mom, you you a Millie Bobby Brown fan? Oh, yeah, yeah. All oh, right. Moms. Well, now it shows that Wholesome Chaos Podcast is a Millie Bobby Brown fan. <laughs>
2: okay. Do you want to hear um, the same Winehouse impression? Oh,
1: yes, please. Oh, it's an impression? Oh, her impressions are so good, too. Okay, this, this is
2: her singing on The Tonight Show, so we probably yeah, can't air that. this. Can. But, okay, so we may actually pause the podcast, and then you'll just hear Maggie's reaction to this. Hold okay. on. Okay. <sighs>
1: She's great. She's just so cool.
2: Pretty impressive. Man. Okay, next random thought.
1: Oh my gosh, next random thought. Do you guys remember that one time I wrote a song as a kid and I played it for you guys and I told you it was Taylor Swift's song because I wanted to hear your actual response to it?
2: Uh, yeah, I vaguely remember this. <laughs> what was what like, song was that? I
1: I have no recollection of it. It probably was not very good. But I was like, anytime I played you guys something that, like, I was young, too. I was probably like 10 or something. <laughs> I played you guys something. You're like, that's so nice, because I'm your kid. I was like, let me play this. Tell them it's, t- I don't know, <laughs> just a you know a small underground artist, Taylor Swift, and <laughs> see their actual response.
2: Well, I do remember the opposite of that instance, is where very, very often you'd work up a song, that you know of, mm-hmm. and then because you were writing music, I, I would hear you play it and I would go, Maggie, hey, that's amazing, did you write that? You know, and you're like, oh no, no, I didn't write
1: that. No, that's Adele. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Um, I, think it was, I think it was pretty similar. I remember you guys being like, yeah, that's, that's nice. I think and I, I was said, like,
2: let it. me go get the metronome. <laughs> oh
1: my gosh, metronomes haunted my childhood.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We need to sign those before you leave town. Um,
1: (laughs) We're not doing that. (laughs)
2: Wholesomechaos.com. Ask your questions. Subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends. And stay tuned because next week we're going to be prepping for our big Italy trip. Whoop, whoop. And that's going to be exciting. And we're going to take you with us while we're out there. We're going to be doing some content and probably do a podcast from Italy. We're still figuring that in out. In
1: Italian. We've in, all in agreed. Italian.
2: We're, we're working on our language skills all right now. <laughs> we're going to figure out how to get this third mic working, although we won't need to because, Maggie, you'll be back in L.A. next week as well. All
1: right. Well, until next time.
2: Thanks for joining the family, everyone. Take care, Maggie. Have a safe trip. I love you. Love you. Love you, honey. Love you, mom. And we love you, everybody. Have a great Bye. week. Bye. Bye.
1: Mags and dads, chaos. Mags and dads, chaos. Do you remember, how maybe you guys weren't there. I was trying to learn to whistle when I was younger um, at grandma's house. And I could kind of only do one note, but I would raise and lower my head. Like I was making different noises. So I'd go... <laughs> and Grandma would go. You're making the same noise. It's not. It's not. I remember changing. when I was a
2: kid. I used to think that in order to create vibrato, you just had to sing a note and shake your head really fast. Uh, <laughs> that does that work? Pre- uh, it did for me. Oh. I went more up and down than, than back and forth. Oh. I'm like, yeah. You know. <laughs> but I'm not. Gonna, <laughs> I'm not a singer. Even still. Although I'm working on it. Hmm. I'm open to the idea of my singing getting better. Yeah. Yeah. Are did you-, you hear me singing the other day?
1: With your guitar?
2: With my guitar.
1: Yes, I do recall a that little experience. Simon and
2: Garfunkel. That was a big, bold move for me. <laughs>
1: because Mom and I, you were playing. What song were you playing?
2: Me and Julio, Down by the Schoolyard.
1: Okay, it was a very interesting song. It was very, like, rhythmic, like like folky and mom yeah. and i for Simon some reason Garfield. jumped to the conclusion that you were learning how to play that so we could all sing it as a family <laughs>
2: <laughs> well we could totally
0: do let's go do that no, that's right okay. now we got it come on everybody